Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Fired up to be back here on Bet the Edge. Uh, took a week off. Happy to be back with Drew Dinsick. Of course, I'm your host, Sarah Perlman, and we appreciate you guys joining us always, and especially on our NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. Coming up today, new week, and we have the prop king, Von Dalzell, coming on to Handicap Monday Night Football. He's also going to explain who he's backing tonight in the NBA and also in the college basketball futures market. And you guys know this, early in the week is when you find great numbers in college football. And Zach Kruger will join us to pinpoint which game he's targeting for this week. We also have our Edge of the Day and so much more coming up right here on Bet the Edge, powered by PointsBet. New week, so happy to be back on the show with you here, Drew. I missed you guys for five days. You crushed it. I know you killed it in the NFL, horse racing. And yesterday I came back from traveling internationally and I'm watching the games on Red Zone for week nine. And I was going to text you saying, why wouldn't you tell me just to take every single underdog, not only against the number, but also on the money line? What is going on? Well, it's great to have you back, first of all. Hope you had a wonderful trip. Of course, it was an incredible week last week. The Breeders' Cup, obviously, the football, the racing, all of it was great. But congratulations to our opponent and engagement. Uh, fantastic uh, scene and very, very excited for you. Uh, I'm sure our, our uh, producers will put some fun stuff in post here. But uh, ultimately, it was an unbelievable week in the NFL for the underdogs. And realistically, the house, <laughs> especially considering that Sunday night football result, all the teasers, all the Rams money line parlays, all of it wiped clean with the Titans coming away with that incredible upset. Really, right now, as you look across the landscape in the NFL, it's anyone's to take in the AFC. Currently, Titans sitting at the top of the standings, uh, and they have a somewhat easy schedule, but uh, not really loving that idea that that the team can continue to put up clean victories here down the stretch because, you know, there's this is wide open, and it's, it's amazing to see uh, Bills, Ravens, uh, Titans, Chargers, Chiefs, Browns, all realistically fighting for a chance here to get the one seed. So it's going to be an incredible rest of the season. And as you mentioned, uh, dogs were barking. Cowboys get upset straight up. Uh, Buffalo Bills get upset straight up. There were some true surprising results. And, you know, when that sort of stuff happens, it just reminds you uh, how close these teams are really ultimately in the NFL. If you had told me that the Bills were going to lose outright to the Jaguars, uh, man, the Bills hold the Jaguars to nine points. And you would have let me bet on that game. I would have had my entire bankroll on the Bills. It's like, Without oh, okay, yeah, no doubt. problem. They're definitely going to score 10 points. Come on. But no, they lose 9-6. to six. Real, real wild result. So uh, it's exciting. And uh, honestly, I really kind of like this Week 10 card a lot. 
Super excited to dive into the week 10 card. Now, as Drew was alluding to, thank you for the congratulations. I did get engaged. We are so excited, my fiance and I, but it could have been such a better week if I took all the underdogs. No, I'm kidding. It was the best week of all time. Um, I cannot even say that truly, but I will say people as in you, you didn't have a good week, as good as week as, as we did. But I will say, as you said, for the house and for sharp betters, fairly quickly, I want to go over it. The Jaguars, the Broncos, the Falcons, the Giants, Browns, Cardinals, and Titans. Underdogs all won outright. Underdogs also went nine and three against the spread. That is the most since week one. If you look at some of the split liabilities and you talked about like the bills going down, for example, 95% of the money came in or bets rather came in on the bills money line. 93% of the money came in on the Cowboys money line and 88% of the bets came in on the Rams money line. So it will be interesting now to see how week 10 plays out because dogs came home the last, the last two weeks and you certainly crushed it. And I look forward to now breaking down that, but the house did well. We almost probably felt that coming after a few weeks of the public cleaning up in the middle of the season. So a lot to get to here as we break down and continue for Monday night football and then even week 10 ahead. But we appreciate you guys listening to bet the edge wherever you may be listening make sure to rate the podcast of course sign up we are giving you the most actionable information in just about 30 minutes or less the lines move extremely quickly and we do want to make sure you're gaining an edge here that's right and uh, be sure to hit us up on twitter as well if you want to check out sarah's amazing photos from her vacation and uh, the beautiful cliffs of ireland uh, definitely follow her at sarah perlman and i'm available at whale underscore capper I may get into betting rugby at some point. That might be a new Ooh. trend of mine after going to yeah. Ireland. We'll see. I'll, st I'll stick to football. Von Delzell will as well. He's going to come on and help us handicap. I have a great, I have a great rugby guy in Ireland. You're probably not even being. I'm not kidding. You're not kidding. He has a guy. <laughs> Does anyone know really quickly that Drew has a guy for everything? There's a sport you've never heard of, but you're looking to handicap international swimming with fish in the ocean. Um, awesome guy that he has in Australia. So undefeated on on, on swish fish versus men in the ocean. <laughs> Not kidding. So in all seriousness, let's break down Monday Night Football. I will get your rugby guy later. And we have the Bears playing the Steelers in Pittsburgh. You're a team, Vaughn, in Pittsburgh. And the Bears getting seven on the road, obviously prime time. The total is 39 and a half, which seems pretty insane. But I do lean under. I'm just curious overall to get your thoughts on Monday Night Football and where you land in this prime time spot. Yeah, definitely an under as well. Congratulations on everything, Sarah. We're so excited for you. And as a man, we hope that we can afford a rock that size later <laughs> on in our lives. So I'm going to be taking, I should be taking the Bears money line right now to start prepping for that later in my life. But we're on the Bears plus seven here. Now, if you caught the show on Thursday, Blitz on the Board, you wouldn't know that Mike Tomlin is 17 and four on the money line on Monday Night Football, but he's only 11 and 10 against the spread. That's 50%. That's pretty absurd if you ask me especially when the last five quarterbacks were ryan finley annie dalm alex smith daniel jones and ryan fitzpatrick and no the steelers are not five and zero against the spreader on the money line in those games so i certainly lean with the bears in this position i like the under two we missed the best of the number though with the under and you never want to get caught chasing with stuff like this but i'll leave you with this mike tomlin versus teams with losing records his last 25 games he's 12 12 and one his last 50 games He's 24, 24, and two. We're talking 50% across the board, ladies and gentlemen. You can't really back that in a team to cover, even on Monday Night Football, even at home, and in a season where they're not that good. So I'm taking the Bears plus seven. 
it's wild, honestly, considering how much chaos there was this week, how many dogs, uh, you know, came through and with flying colors and wake up this morning and see the Steelers just people run into the window with laying the points with this favorite, the Steelers as, as out to seven. Shocking. I think people are trying to get their money back and that's all I could make a case for. I don't see it. I mean, I don't know that you can lay seven points mm -hmm. with the Steelers against the worst team in the NFL, let alone a, a feisty Bears team that's starting to figure things out offensively, uh, thanks to probably the the Nike absence, if we're being honest. That's a great look. But, uh, you know, one of the things I'm excited about coming up here in the month of November is the tip-off of the college basketball season. And I know you have been doing your homework rigorously over the last several weeks getting ready for this. And uh, we had a nice conversation last week with Seth Greenberg, and he really made a, some solid points about how strong overall the sec was i hadn't really thought about it uh, can I, I kind of forget that the sec is has basketball <laughs> you know, i think of them as a football conference <laughs> but they have a legitimate uh, slate of teams that can compete this year as you look across the board are there any standouts in the sec that you think are worth grabbing now at uh, kind of to win the conference prices yeah, I was hoping that we would have some game lines for you guys to drop here early, but I think all the sports which are just scared of how much early value there is in college basketball. You can find you're, some you're insanely. Not, you're not wrong. You're no, not wrong. like I know like, a lot of bookmakers. They want nothing to do with early season college uh, basketball. No, because I mean we can just attack the Vermonts and the Duquesnes and the the uh, you know the Bradleys of the world and get great lines on these teams. So yeah, they're looking at the bigger programs right now. So I'll go over a couple with you guys for the SEC in particular. I do think it's a pretty open conference, but there's two teams that I do like that are worth a bet. Now, Kentucky at three to one is the favorite. It's pretty boring to talk about the favorites a lot of the times, but as always, Kentucky has a loaded freshman class coming in. But the most important thing is they have a, the COVID year last year really derailed them because they didn't have time to work together with the young team that they always have. And you saw that and when they struggled in a lot of points last year, but this year, no COVID year, they had a summer to get together. They had a summer to work out and practice. That's definitely going to only benefit them. They also got Severe Wheeler, Georgia's guard, CJ Frederick from Iowa, and Kelly Grady from Davidson, not to mention Oscar Tashwebe from West Virginia is finally going to suit up for them, and he's going to be a dominating factor for Kentucky. So I think they'll be the best team in the league come March. So they're worth a bet at 3-1, to one, but Sarah will really enjoy this one. I promise it wasn't just the return for Sarah that I like the Florida Gators at 12-1. to one. Listen, they opened up at 22-1 to one odds. And that was ridiculous, in my opinion, because they were far better than the last year. They made the NCAA tournament, got bounced by Oral Roberts in that tremendous run. But they bring back Tyree Appleby, Colin Castleton, seven foot one center, and Keontae Johnson. They also got CJ Felder from Boston College, who can fill up the stat sheet. And two guys that you don't know anything about, I guarantee it Phil Fleming from Charleston Southern and Brandon McKissick from Kansas City. These two guys combined to score 37 points per game last year. And now they come in as the fourth or fifth leading scorers for Florida. That's going to benefit them a lot. We saw the value already go from 22 to 1 to 12 to 1 on points bet. So take the Gators all the way down to 10 to 1. I like the chances they finish top three in the SEC. I've seen a lot of action come in on my Florida Gators, and I was really happy to see that you were also on this, especially because although I was out of the country, I followed the Florida Gator football team, and what a disgrace, and we could talk about that later with Zach Kruger. So I'm happy that at least for the basketball season, you like them, 12 to 1. But for what it's worth, Kentucky, by the way, 3 to 1 is the biggest liability on the team to win the SEC. But Drew jokingly talked about saying he forgets that SEC basketball is legitimate, and it's because the Big East it really kind of takes over most of the discussion for a lot of the year. And I look at a lot of bigger conferences like the Big East in basketball and Villanova's minus 125, which seems pretty obscure. 
But if you look at their conference, they do have a really solid chance at yet again winning the Big East. Is that how you shape your argument or are there longer shots that you like in this? I definitely think Villanova has the best returning team, hands down. They are going to be a little younger, which will be a, a factor to bet them early in the season. I'd be more fading Villanova than betting on them, to be honest with you. But I do think in the long term, Villanova is the clear team here in the Big East. There's no one that's better than them top to bottom. They get Colin Gillespie back, which is a huge, huge addition. They have two guys right now who are centers who are battling injuries or dehydrated, so they might not even start. So we're not going to see the best Villanova team until later. But if we're talking about value down the board, I think the clear bet is a St. John's Red Storm team that we saw value at 20 to 1 a couple of days ago, and they're down to 12 to 1 now at points bet. So people are starting to actually hammer the Red Storm. And when you look at why, I mean, they got Posh Alexander, which is a big factor, but they also got Purdue transfer Aaron Willer, who was a top contributor on that team. He's going to come in right away and help out St. John's a lot. So if you're looking at a team just to take a shot on along whatever lunch money, that's probably the best bet for you. Other than that, I mean, Butler has four super seniors, so they'll be a good team to bet on and to cover spreads this year because they're going to be more experienced than a lot of teams, but not talented like St. John's or Villanova. So if you're not betting Villanova, St. John's right now. Ooh, interesting. Johnny's, all right. That would be a good throwback. <laughs> um, I'm curious your thoughts on the uh, some NBA props here before we wrap here. It is a very, very interesting night on the hard court. My model, my my uh, numbers popped for Chicago. Ultimately, I did not make the play, even though they are one-point favorites hosting the Brooklyn Nets. They have a huge rest advantage, which has been a big deal so far early in this season. Do you think there's a way we can get a little action on this game, even if we're not back in the Bulls? Yeah, I definitely think this is going to be a good game. Should be a lot of offense in this one. I see some places have the Bulls as two-point favorites, but the team totals are the exact same at 107.5. So that was kind of fishy to me in betting this market, but I think it's a very evenly fought game. Two guys I'm looking at, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. Non-stop scoring from these two guys. Can anyone in Brooklyn actually contain these two? Like, I don't think Brooklyn has the defensive liability. They have defensive liabilities everywhere. Bruce Brown, Patty Mills, and DeAndre Bembry are going to be the three guys sitting up to stop Levine and DeMar DeRozan. So when you see the Bulls open as a favorite, it doesn't make much sense to some people. That is the reason why, because they have two guys who can go get 30 points. So I'm playing Levine 25 plus. I'm playing DeRozan over 23 and a half because Levine scored 25 plus in five straight, seven out of nine this season. DeRozan's 25 plus in four straight, five of the last six, 20 more in eight straight. I mean, I've seen these guys firsthand this season at TD Garden, and they looked outstanding. Continue riding DeMar DeRozan and continue riding Zach Levine. I love looking at the DeRozan 30 plus in three of his last four games. Drew, I do think it's interesting you haven't played the Chicago Bulls for tonight. I know you have another play later on, but if you had to pick a side, obviously your numbers are agreeing and would take probably Chicago in this one. Yeah, and I guess uh, because the Nets are dealing with a little bit of fatigue because yeah. the Nets are going to be without a couple of, um, you know, a couple of depth players, I do think that uh, this could get, uh, you know, could get out of hand in terms of the Bulls scoring. So that's a, that's a fun way to attack it, and I think you found a nice angle there. When the prop king comes on and gives out many props in the NBA, also get involved in college hoops and, of course, the NFL, I listen and tail you. Vaughn, thank you so much. Love having you on. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Drew. Congratulations again. See you guys next Monday. Thank you. If you're not following Vaughn on Twitter, by the way, at VMoney Sports, do so. Tons of amazing props there. And of course, on NBC Sports Edge. And every week he has his top NFL plays that comes out Friday on our site. You do not want to miss that. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. 
That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter this week's free NBA pick and roll contest for a chance to win $50,000. This week, we're highlighting matchups between the Cavaliers and Wizards, Raptors and Celtics, and Knicks and Bucks on Wednesday. So if you do not have the Predictor app yet, download it now. We are going to now transition here to college football, a lot to break down. And unfortunately, we are going to start with a game I don't want to get involved with. Zach Kruger comes and joins the show, and it's South Carolina getting one against Missouri. I am not only upset with South Carolina and my Florida Gators, as you can tell. I now am forced to look at them getting one at Missouri. And this line, to me, hasn't made much sense. So I am curious, ultimately, to hear how you're breaking down this game after such a momentous win against Florida and now South Carolina getting just one on the road. How does last week and their recent play affect this, or is this a letdown spot in your opinion? Yeah, thanks again, first of all, everybody for having me on. Sarah, Drew, appreciate y'all having me here. I am uh, working with a legitimate outdoor background right now here, but I was very puzzled by the Missouri and South Carolina line as well. I actually had to check it out before I got on here today just to make sure that I wasn't misreading things or things had shifted because Missouri is right now currently favored by one against South Carolina, which as you said, is kind of puzzling giving the, the 40 to 17 win that South Carolina just had over Florida this past week. South Carolina opted to go with quarterback Jason Brown over Zeb Nolan. Brown was solid enough to obviously get the win. He had 176 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. But South Carolina also rushed for 284 yards in this one, which I think was kind of the perfect time for them to really establish a strong presence in the ground game because they are playing a Missouri defense as one of the worst run defenses in the nation, allowing the second most rushing yards per game at 270.9, and they're also allowing the eighth most yards per game overall at 478.8. Missouri's defense has been actually so bad that five games into the season, they fired defensive line coach Jethro Franklin after he had only played or after he was only in his first year of his deal they, they fired him through the first five games so I think at some point in time this line could shift to South Carolina I actually like them to win this game outright as one point underdogs right now so I will certainly take South Carolina plus one right now I would expect that to move more um, in their favor throughout the course of the week yeah, it is surprising. I, I don't remember ever a, a college football team being an underdog to a high school football team uh, before, yeah. but you know, here we go. Um, yeah. There's a first time for everything. <laughs> yeah, it's 2021. You got to shake things up a little bit. It is remarkable how 
poor Missouri is, and I don't know why they weren't any respect in this spot. So, yes, absolutely looking for some Gamecocks on yeah. this one. Yeah. Um, an interesting uh, bounce-back opportunity here for uh, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. They were kind of in cruise control, maybe make a Big Ten title game, and then it went off the rails this weekend. <laughs> they have to go now to a you know, hostile environment at Iowa. They are under a touchdown underdog here. The total is extremely low at 37. How do you handicap this uh, Minnesota-Iowa contest? And uh, I guess, can you remind me, what, what do they play for? They play for some cool trophy. I know Minnesota has all those rivalry games. It's probably Paul Bunyan's axe or something. Yeah, I can't. I, the, the name escapes me at the moment. But these two teams have been very interesting follows. In particular, Iowa at one point in time was rated as high as number two in the nation. And then you look at a team like Minnesota, whose wins over Purdue, Nebraska, Northwest, in Maryland, but then they also have losses on their record of Bowling Green and Illinois, uh, both of which were also, if I remember correctly, home games for Minnesota. So not only are they losing to these teams that aren't good, but they're losing at home to these teams, despite their overall record of six and three. Neither of these teams feature particularly good quarterbacks. You have Spencer Petras of Iowa, who has actually replaced this past game by Alex Padilla, who came on and he did he did okay. You know, he did enough to get the win against Northwestern, but then Minnesota's Tanner Morgan. Um, is, are there just two quarterbacks who are helming offenses that are ranked 82nd and 95th overall in points per game this season? So neither offenses are scoring particularly high over the last three games. Iowa is averaging just over 10 points a game. So I'm, I'm not at all surprised by the low total. But what's interesting is last season in this game, Minnesota lost 35 to 7 in Minnesota. But one of the things that I noticed when looking back at that game and also this one, using some pro football focus grades uh, to kind of help break things down a little bit more, is that Iowa's offensive line has been significantly worse this season than they were last season. This past season in 2020, Iowa graded as the 17th best pass blocking offensive line at 76.1 on pro football focus. This season, they've fallen all the way down to 48.9 pass block rate. They're, they're the 111th best, if you can even use the word best in that sentence, pass blocking offensive line. They've not been very good. And then on the flip side, Minnesota's defense has taken a tremendous jump forward this year. So uh, Minnesota lost by 28 this past season. I'm kind of expecting that maybe this game is a little bit closer heading into this year. The over the, the, the over under certainly suggests that it has a chance to be a close game given how low scoring they're projecting it to be. So uh, Minnesota against the spread. 5-3-1. and one. Iowa's been 5-4, and four, but Iowa's failed to cover the last three games, but Minnesota's 4-1 and one over their last five games. So despite the fact that they've got some ugly losses, Minnesota's <laughs> been covering. Iowa has not been. I'll go ahead and take Minnesota at the plus 6.5 right now, kind of just expecting that the, the struggles will continue for Iowa and that in a low-scoring game, maybe only a field goal separates these two teams. Okay, I do love that look. And for what it's worth, the trophy is Floyd of Rosedale the pig. So there you go. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Super important to know. Also, 67% of the bet count coming in on Iowa, but 54% of the handle coming in on Minnesota and the points in this one, which is where Eileen and you do as well. One more for you here, Michigan State, who unfortunately has now a loss on their schedule. Purdue just taking down ranked teams. It seems to be their motto this season. I am curious to what you make of now Michigan State laying 13 and a half versus Maryland. The total very different than the last game we discussed. 62 and a half. Um, and fairly quickly, I do look at where the money's coming in early on the week and maybe where this number could be headed, possibly to 14, a 75% of the handle coming in on Michigan State. Your thoughts here, Zach? 
Yeah, so I actually, again, I was looking at these lines right before we hopped on here. Michigan State, I believe, has now moved to 13 from 13 and a half. So it's actually gone down a little bit, which I just did not expect. Being over here in Maryland, Silver Spring, Maryland, I get to see a lot of Maryland games. And this is not a particularly strong team. It just seems like it's an annual occurrence where Maryland, they get off to a hot start. And then all of a sudden, when they play the real powerhouses of the Big Ten, they just don't show up at all. Overall, against the spread, Maryland is three and six. They have a five and four record. Maryland actually started off. 4-0 4-0 with 3-1 and against the spread. So they haven't covered in their last five games, which include last week, but then also the week before that against Indiana. I actually picked Maryland to cover this past week. They weren't able to get it done against Penn State. I believe they were plus 10 in that when They weren't able to do it. I thought maybe they'd be able to get it done there. But the one thing that I noticed with this game, in particular talking about game script and where teams look to grind down the clock, Michigan State has running back Kenneth Walker. He's obviously a Heisman favorite right now with 198 carries for 1,300 yards and 15 touchdowns. When teams get ahead, they tend to run the clock out. And now Maryland, who has one of the worst run defenses in the nation at 57.3 pro football focus grade um, and an overall defense grade at 56.0, which is 119th best. Again, we're using this word in the nation to describe bad teams. Maryland's defense hasn't been able to get it done on the ground. And we know that that's what Michigan State specializes in is dominating in the ground game. So right now, Michigan State favored by 13 points. I think there could be a little bit of concern for Maryland's passing attack, uh, given how vulnerable we've seen Michigan State look in the past couple of weeks. Aiden O'Connell last week get for Purdue threw for 536 yards and three touchdowns. Cade McNamara of Michigan the week before that somehow threw for 383 yards and two touchdowns. And Michigan is known as a running football team, a run-heavy football team. Cade McNamara came out and had a great game against them. So I expected to see this line maybe move more in favor of Michigan State, which is still very well May. But early on, it's actually dropped by a half point. So I think it's one the watch maybe there's actually better value on this line as we move forward uh as the money starts to come in but i think overall right now i'm still comfortable with taking michigan state at minus 13 at minus 13 and a half if michigan state ends up running the ball to get out of this game with the win i think michigan state and kenneth walker could reel off a couple of big runs to seal this game against the maryland defense that quite frankly just hasn't been able to stop really anybody on the ground so i'll take michigan state at minus 13 i had it at minus 13 and a half when i submitted my notes yesterday so i'm fine with either Okay, I do like the favorite as well in this one. And typically, as we handicap a lot of sports, we tend to look at the underdog. But since 2019, Maryland 3-7 and seven against the number as dogs are 10 or more points. So they are not covering these large spreads. And that's where they sat last week. And again, now this week coming up playing Michigan State. Mm-hmm. If you're not already, Zach is on Twitter at ZK underscore FFB. Also, check out his handicap on NBCSportsEdge.com, including his favorite live underdog play coming out later this week. You do not want to miss it. Zach Thank you so much. Thanks a lot, y'all. Have a good week. I'm going to have to look up the weather in Silver Spring later because he's outside. We appreciate him jumping on the podcast. I assume it has to be chilly, but uh, our producer later can fill us in because I know Adam is there as well. We're going to go to the NBA now because that's where Edge of the Day stands with you. I was so excited to see where you were headed today. I know I looked a little bit at your numbers and kind of where the value is with your model. So your favorite play on the board in the NBA. Let's hear it, Drew. So today, uh, going to war with my Phoenix Suns against the Sacramento Kings. The Suns right now, two and a half point road chalk. Interesting market movement in favor of Sacramento here that I do not understand. The Kings are in a brutal spot in terms of a rest 
disadvantage now they're on a homestand uh they have played a they have played a number of games recently obviously they're on a back-to-back having lost to indiana last night 94 91 they played uh two impressive games at home against the pelicans and the the charlotte hornets and of course the last time they played the phoenix suns harrison barnes had the very memorable uh three-pointer at the buzzer to get the win problem is over their last seven games the sacramento kings have gotten very little rest this team is pretty much on fumes and in general because they are a team that relies so heavily on the contributions of Barnes and Buddy Heald and their shooting that is exactly a perfect recipe to come at them to fade them to look for the Phoenix Suns who are finding some form who are truly one of the best in the West and who are starting to catch fire the Suns team is heating up and uh, it all starts with uh, Devin Booker and his offensive contributions not expecting DeAndre Ayton tonight, that was known. But realistically, the way that the Suns closed their last game against the Hawks with their small lineup, it was dynamic. They are very, very aggressive. They're fast. They defend well around the perimeter. They have great wing defense. That is a great recipe to keep the Sacramento Kings team down. They may not even need it. Honestly, I think the Suns can run away with this one and uh, likely uh, likely looking at a uh, seven-point margin of victory here for the Suns by my numbers. So happy to lay the two and a half points with Phoenix. You don't have to convince me. The rest disadvantage. I love every single point you made, but I was just looking about the Phoenix Suns covering three straight. So that's obviously extremely important as we look at backing that minus two and a half in Sacramento. Um, 68% of the bet count coming in on the Phoenix Suns. So certainly some market agreement as we get closer to tip off. Love the play. I will take us to Monday night football. And I seriously looked long and hard of where I could find a prop with value. And surprisingly enough, It actually goes to Najee Harris, who his prop right now for rushing yards is set at 80 and a half. I'm going to go over. I was quite confused to see this at 80 and a half. He's gone over this number now in three consecutive games. He's also seen 20 plus carries in each of the last three games. He's going up against a Bears run defense. As we know, they certainly struggled. They ranked 24th in the NFL and DVOA. If you even go back to week eight when they played San Francisco, the Bears did Elijah Mitchell rushed for 137 yards against this Bears defense. No Khalil Mack tonight. We know that that's going to affect the Bears even in the run game um, and defending the run game. I know it's an easy prop to target. I mentioned 80 and a half is a big number. But if you look at our edge projection tools, which I love, his edge projection for Najee Harris, 102.8 rushing yards. That is extremely above his prop set for 80 and a half on points bet. I do like the under. I don't think Big Ben is going to throw a ton. We've obviously seen the workload for Najee Harris continue to climb. So I'll take the over 80 and a half, Drew. I dig this. Uh, you got a fully healthy offensive line for the Steelers. The Bears are banged up defensively. No Khalil Mack tonight. No Eddie Jackson tonight. Probably no Alec Ogletree here. So number of key players for the run stop who will not be on the field for the Bears. Uh, great look on, on the Najee Harris over. Do you have any plays on Monday Night Football before we close out the show? I do not, but uh, I would if I if you made me make a play. This seven is is ridiculous. I think this is a one you know this is a one score game either way. Chicago likely keep you know keeps this within uh, within within reach, uh, and uh, we'll say we'll say Chicago comes away with a three point upset. How about that? Wow, calling the underdog and sticking with the week nine trends that we saw. I do like them plus the seven. And for what it's worth, I like the under. A lot of value obviously has been kind of sucked out of that 39 and a half. Drew, don't forget to send me your rugby guy in Ireland. I'm curious to pick his brain later on the new sport. I will begin to handicap. Happy to be back on the show. Thank you guys so much for watching us today on Bet the Edge on our NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. If you're listening to the podcast, do not forget to subscribe and rate. We'll see you tomorrow right back here on Bet the Edge card by PointsBet. Good luck with all your plays. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 